fellow supermom, I'm glad you're here. This is the special needs supermom podcast. The glass of wine for your mind. Your tribe where you can relax, unwind and get stronger and more confident about your superpowers. I'm Nadine Villeur, your host, supermom of an autistic wonderboy and a supergirl battling juvenile arthritis. All while being a military spouse and international entrepreneur. Enjoy your glass of wine. Homework. There are not that many kids that are going like, yay, homework. And imagine if you have no sense of time or are really dyslectic. As a kid, I was easily distracted and had a hard time focusing. But there was nothing compared to the challenges I saw with my autistic wonder boy and my dyslectic supergirl. Having to do homework for half an hour is impossible if you can't grasp the concept of time. And there's no chance you can solve a math problem if reading the instructions is a challenge all by itself. But, thank God, there are hacks. Together with time, homework becomes doable and bearable for both kids and their parents. Hereby, my best hacks. Number one. Make an everyday schedule. From elementary school on, we had a strict schedule with short time blocks spread out over the afternoon and the evening for my son. And we kept that the same for every single day. 4 p.m. half an hour, 5 p.m. half an hour, 7 p.m. half an hour. And of course, it depends on the school you go to and what level you are. But we found out uh, a little bit late that... (laughs) We were at kind of a prestigious elementary school, at least the the third one we went to. And there was a lot of homework. Even in high school, my kids didn't have that much homework. Anyway, a (laughs) little sidetracked. They had a lot of homework. And my my son especially couldn't grasp it. We would be, you know, starting an assignment saying, just finish this. Just finish that. Only a little bit more time. But if you can't grasp time, first of all, our son needed to unwind when he came home. So there's no, you know, just start it right away when you come home and then you're done with it. He really needed to relax uh, his brain. And we also found out if you have a short attention span, you know, it's impossible to learn for a longer amount of time. Having said that, even adults can't focus longer than an hour. Seriously, Google it. So, we came up with a schedule. You know, trial and error. What, in the end, worked. And for him, it was three times a day, half an hour. And we repeated it, this schedule, like I said, for each and every day. Less homework. Then we skipped, skipped the, the evening session and awarded him with extra reading time and such. When my son went to high school, thus years after... Uh, years after pr- of practice uh, was already in the pocket, he would still stick to this system all by himself because we've been doing this for years and years. So for him, in his mind, it was, I can first come at home, relax, and then do half an hour time slots. And of course, you had to uh, tweak it, you know, when you go to a higher grade, when you go to middle school or high school. But because the base, the, the framework was the same, it became much easier to tweak it. 
And the time blocks helped him to, to grasp his homework. My son is now in college. So it's a totally different ball game. But he still uses blocks. Of course, now the blocks are a little bit longer. But the difference is that he, one, now of course studies what he finds interesting. <laughs> and that helps. But two, he can also now express and notice himself when he needs to unwind. And because he grasps those time blocks now, he's also capable to shift them around over the days. So if he chooses to take a day off his schedule because there's an important Minecraft event or because he's going to play Dungeons and Dragons over at a friend's place, he can see the consequence. Mind you, you know, he's now 16. And this is after a good eight years of, of trial and error or 10 years of trial and error. But I think eight years that we figured out is the half hour time blocks that helped him. The second thing that really helped him was make time visible. That's my second hack. This is crucial for our kids that don't grasp time. And it's actually easier than you think. Uh, you know, how do you grasp time? How do you make time visible? Well, you can use a time timer, a cooking alarm, a phone or, you know, an old-fashioned stopwatch. A time timer can really help, especially, you know, with younger kids. If you haven't heard of it, Google it. It's kind of like a cooking alarm with the difference that the time that is set is kind of red and it slowly turns white so for instance if you set the time timer for an hour a kid will see a complete red circle but as the minutes go by the red part becomes smaller and smaller that's how they learn and can grasp time you know just a minute or later those terms don't don't say anything but when when a kid can see it You know, he, he might or she might not like it in the beginning or resist it. But because they will see time change, you know, they will learn to grasp it and thus handle it. When your kid is a little bit older and grasps the concept of numbers, perhaps, and the fact that, you know, the number 10 is more than number one, you can also use a stopwatch or the stopwatch function on your smartphone. My son loved this, especially because he could see the microseconds ticking away on the smartphone. It made it look like the time flew by, you know, not just minutes going down by minute and minute, but he actually saw all those microseconds going really fast. So we really had the idea that time was going fast. And when he got his own phone, when he went to high school, He would set the stopwatch on his phone by himself. So again, you know, it took us some time, but we figured, we found out that, you know, with the time timer, when he could actually see the time winding down because the, the little red uh, box became smaller and on the smartphone, you could see the time going down quite fast. It really gave him a sense of, you know, he got it and he understood it and he knew when he was allowed to stop. Number three, my hack, hack number three is break it down. 
as I said, we already broke doing homework down in easy time blocks. Uh, and that often works better than working per subject. Because, you know, if you just say, oh, first just do your math homework, but it turns out your math homework is two hours long, it's already too late and they feel drowned in all the work they have to do. So for us, it really was about time blocks. And uh, the, oh, just finish this or just do that. There's no saying how long that will take. Therefore, breaking it down time-wise, you know, helped our kids way more. So you can break down time, but you can also break down the actual homework, of course. If you are dyslectic or gifted with an autistic eye for detail, a one-page text can feel like a whole encyclopedia. In Chinese, which you don't understand. Even just a three-sentence instruction for a math problem can become so overwhelming you can't even start. If this is the case, the following can really help. Again, it's all about making it visible or less visible. Let me explain. You can break a text down in paragraphs and paragraphs into sentences. You know, especially when a comprehensive reading is a problem uh, or reading all by itself already is quite a challenge. You know, you first let your kids conquer the first sentence regarding math. You know, what are the first facts in that sentence? First grasp that and make that visible before you go to the next sentence. And if you have a whole page of text to conquer, We used to block texts with a sheet of paper because, you know, out of sight really was out of heart. It sounds simple and it really, that was the solution because he was just not, you know, drowning in a page full of letters that were, you know, going each in every direction. We just made the text blocks visibly smaller because we just put a white sheet of paper around, around it, on top of it and behind it. Does this trick make your dyslectic kid go, you know, yay, I love reading? Yeah, well, in our case, <laughs> no. <laughs> a lot of help. And training is needed for that. And you will notice that a favorite subject will help too. And to be honest, who of us, you know, okay, besides me, <laughs> loved all those books you had to read in high school. I loved it. My husband didn't voluntarily start reading until he started, you know, working. So uh, most people already have a hard time reading. And if you're dyslectic or autistic and therefore quite easily get lost in details, it can be so hard. So you often hear the desire that, you know, kids should love to read. And oh, we, oh, my kids are bookworms. Most kids aren't. So, you know... Don't feel bad about it. Most kids, if they have a choice, will go for that cartoon. And that's totally fine. And you know, if you have a kid that loves reading, great. But if there's a challenge, feel sure that you're not the only one. And you know, uh, no, this little hack won't turn them into, you know, bookworms. But it will help them understand reading a little bit better. And you know... Not resented from the first moment they have to start homework. Because they just got lost. 
like I said, a lot of help and training really is needed, you know, if you're severe dyslectic or even minor dyslectic. And, and training does help. So if you can, find a professional. What can also help? Read together. They will read one paragraph. You read the rest of the paragraphs. I used to uh, read books together out loud with my daughter. That was part of her uh, assignments she got from her uh, trainer. And she, of course, resented it. But, uh, you know, she loved the fact that she would read one page and she would know her mom would read four pages afterwards. And we would pick her favorite books. They were still a little bit too hard to read. But because I really helped her and it wouldn't drag on for hours and hours, you know, it made it way more fun and bearable. A reminder, if your kid doesn't like reading, it doesn't mean that they don't like stories. When they uh, get older, they sometimes are entitled to audiobooks and audio exams at school, uh, besides having more time to do, you know, tests. And there are tools where you can, you know, place text on a printer and the tool will translate it and read it out loud. Spoiler alert, my 14-year-old hates those professional tricks at school because it makes her stand out, you know, even more. So not all professional hacks designed to make it easier at school are welcomed with open arms. So my daughter doesn't use any tools at school, uh, although it would probably will make her life a little bit easier. Uh, but this is the path she chose. And we back her up and we will help her as much as we can. And if she has homework assignments, especially with math, math and, and, and science and, you know, The instruction is already a challenge and then she has to figure out, you know, the results. We will still help her uh, just by reading and and letting her uh, answer back, you know, what did you read? Did you understand it? Can you make it visible? Because that really helps. So I got got a little bit sidetracked there, but professional uh, hacks and tools, you know, that's a whole new topic. Uh, But with this podcast episode... I wanted to give you the hacks that made doing homework so much easier uh, for for us. You know, not only for the kids, but for me as a mommy as well. Resume, the hacks that worked and continue to work for us are one, an everyday schedule with time blocks for homework and not subject blocks. Two, making time visible with a time timer, you know, or uh, a stopwatch function on our smartphones. Three, breaking down texts by making less visible, you know, by either a sheet of paper or just blocking it with something else. I hope these three hacks will help you to not go totally mental and in need of a glass of wine every time you have to help your kids do homework. It takes patience and it takes practice And you might need to tweak it and test it, you know, to see what works best for your kids. But in the end, there will be something that will work. Time and practice will tell. If you have hacks that work for you, let me know. I would love to hear them. For now, stay sane and stay happy. Until our next virtual glass of wine. My fellow supermoms, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe. 
Let me know what you think and tag me on Instagram at Nadine van Leer. And you might win the monthly one-hour special needs supermom coaching session. Stay sane and stay happy. Until the next glass of wine.